FMX Network Production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show on PulpMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Hey, now, live Thursday before the Lake Elsinore National. This is the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by 810 Solutions. Thank you, everybody, for listening on this Thursday. We, we really, really appreciate it. we got lots to talk about. Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas going to join us. I'm Steve Mathis, as usual, taking your calls, producing the show, holding it down uh, in the background, and uh, eating a breakfast burrito is none other than the producer, Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? It's a delicious breakfast burrito. Um, how is everything at Optrix Marketing? Great. Oh, good, good to Sales hear. Sales are on the rise. Yeah. I can only assume it's because of me. Uh, soon, <laughs> you will have jets yeah. and hot tubs. Yeah. I'm going to buy you that Lambo that you've always wanted. I can't wait. I can't wait. Congratulations on everything. Yeah, thank um, you. Uh, uh, 702-586-7857. Call in. Go ahead. Anytime. What's on your mind? Tell me what, what you want to talk about. Uh, one national left. Uh, certainly lost to uh, discuss. James Stewart and Chad Reed are out for this weekend. Uh, the championships are clinched. Uh, Weston Pike needs a ride. Um, what else? Uh, the, battle, the battle for third between Baggett and, and Moosecan. Yeah, maybe that's stretching a little bit, but there's still lots to talk about. Call in. Let's uh, let's talk. Uh, the Fly Racing, the gear and helmet choice of Andrew Short, Trey Kennard, Weston Pike, Michael Byrne, a whole host of other top-level athletes. Jason Thomas wore Fly Helmets exclusively when he raced. Uh, fly Racing distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports, available in 40-plus countries worldwide. And uh, we're presented by 810 Solutions, your one-stop source for the finest performance products for your body. 810 Solutions offers Rhino Power, Sports Supplements, the proven performance supplements used by dozens of top motocross athletes, including Tomac, Reed, Millsaps, Roxon. Well, Millsaps and Reed, not this weekend, not so much. Uh, in addition, the A10 Solutions carries BRAP Energy Bars. So uh, then that allows the athletes the benefits of great tasting gluten and soy-free energy source. A10Solutions.com, the number 810Solutions.com, and Fly Racing. We're going to give away a set of Evolution gear uh, on the show right now. Pants, jersey, gloves. At some point, uh, we're going to take a caller, and he's going to win a set of Fly Racing Evolution Gear, thanks to the folks at Fly Racing for that. Like I said, JT Money and Jason Wygant coming on. Uh, if you went to Utah National and you want to uh, call in and tell me what you thought of it, um, I wrote my column this week on RacerX online and observations. I was accused uh, – I think someone said this, is, this article is a shit sandwich. So if you thought my article was a shit sandwich or you didn't, uh, call in. Let me know. Tell, tell me what you think of the national. I thought it was all right. I thought it could have been way worse. All right, phone lines already lit up. Uh, Kelsey, what's going on? Kelsey. Hey, Steve. What's going on, man? My question was about Elsinore. Yep. Um, I was wondering, did they get their water situation fixed this weekend, man? Yeah, they did. They did. I, I don't they know. Did. I don't know what happened, but uh, they did something. Uh, there was photos of. Uh, Mark Peters' crew, track crew out there watering uh, during the week. So they, they figured something out. Awesome, man. Yeah, because I know there was an issue. People were worried, for sure, about the water. So Sweet. Uh, thanks, man. Solves that up. Thanks, bro. Thanks. Uh, yeah, Lake Elsinore looks like uh, lots of rumors last weekend that it was going to be canceled or moved or whatever. But no, it's, it's, it's on pace. There's definitely some um, changes. Starting line is moved. The pits are moved. Uh, I think they're only using one side of the track now, um, which is good because I thought it was a little bit too long. And 
if you were on one side of the uh, track last year, you you literally couldn't – you had to wait a couple minutes for the riders to come back. So um wasn't the greatest thing. So, yeah, anyways, uh, back to the Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by 810 Solutions. Um, Bogle is on the move right now. Bogle probably wishes the season wasn't coming doing it. Adam Cien Cirillo was fantastic at Utah and um, interested to see if he can keep that going. I don't really know what why he was so much better, and he was a lot better at Utah. But uh, maybe Wygant or JT, no. Um, we'll, we'll ask them. Jonathan, what's up, man? Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing great, man, doing great. I, I've got a question about the donations. Yeah. Um, with Stewart being out, obviously, because of, you know, reasons that we all know with the coster. Yes. Villapoto being out, Reed being out, and Hurlings, I, I believe, being out as well. Yeah. Is, is this maybe the most unanticipated donations in a long time? I mean, I can't say I'm really excited about it. Yeah, you got a point. And also, too, um, Marcus Schiffer, uh, a real fast German. He doesn't race the GPs because he doesn't have a team. But he's certainly very fast, and he helped Germany win. The He helped them get the, um, third at, at, at Colorado and then helped them win last year. He's out, too. So, right. So Germany is looking pretty short-sighted, pretty short-handed. Um, and Nagel, Nagel may be out, too. So I guess, wow. Jonathan, the interesting thing is can USA win? There's, there's the angle, you know. They're not right. sending their best team, so can they get the plate back? You know, but right. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you a little bit. Uh, Caroli's got a knee problem, too. So. so do you think that we're in a good position? I mean, it seems like everybody's kind of sending somewhat of a B team in, in the sense that it's not the greatest riders that they possibly could send. Do you think that we're in a good position here? I mean, obviously, most likely better than last year with the, with the surface being different. But. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that, that America wins. I really don't. Um, the, hard, the track's hard pack. It's a little hilly. I think their biggest, uh, biggest competition will be from the Belgiums. You know, it's the same old story. No one can put three great riders together. Lots of countries have one. Some countries have two. No one has three. You know, it's really tough. And uh, right. that was what Germany was good at. Was Schiffer was uh, was a very decent rider, and now he's out. But um, I still think they win. Yeah, the Belgians will be tough. They have um, Van Horbeek, DeSalle, and uh, not Strybos, but oh, De Dijker. Um So they're going to be good. You know, but I, I think there's no way that I don't think there's any way that USA loses. Same, same deal yeah. as always. The, the three guys top to bottom are just too strong. They may not win their individual classes, although I think Tomac will. Right, I think, right. I think Tomac beats Roxon. Um, Final question too yeah. for the donations. Um, seeing as how everything is maybe not like I said, maybe it's the B teams. The B teams that we're dealing with here. How is Canada looking? Are they actually going to show up? Are they going to do well? Great question. Well, with Villapoto out, that'll move us once. No. Um, yeah, we're showing up. We got uh, the Medaglia brothers and Cole Thompson. So That's going to be a good team. It'll be all right. It'll be okay. They're, they'll make the A main. I, I predict the A main for us, which which we haven't made, I think, for a few years. Um, right. We'll make the A main, and then from there, shit, I, you know, sometime somewhere between 11th and 15th, you know? So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's cool that they're going. It's awesome. Definitely. Well, thanks a bunch, Steve. I appreciate right. it. Thanks, Jonathan. See you, man. Take care. All right. Uh, Oliver. Oliver, what's happening? What's going on, Steve? What's up? Thanks for listening. Yeah, no problem. Um, I just had a question about what Jason Thomas kind of wrote on his um, Racer X post dealio. I just wanted to ask about how like Eli Tomek can like put the two F fifty wherever he wants. What do you think he'll? Do you think he'll be able to do that when he moves up to the four fifty class or? 
Do you um, think he's going to have to ride like a different style like Barsha had to? Yeah, it's going to be tougher to do. You know, he just muscles that thing around. He's tall. He puts it wherever yeah. he wants. It will be tougher to do on a 450. Um, I'll ask JT that question when he comes on. You know, um, uh, we'll get his take on it because he, he did have some good points. He made a, a good article about how Tomac's advantage is uh, is better. So let's ask him um, when he comes on. I'll do that. Yeah, and I watched it at Tomac, and he looks a lot like Ryan Villapoto, except he's on a 250, the way he rides and riding south. So I think in a couple of years, he's going to be doing exactly what Ryan Villapoto is doing. I think, I mean, obviously it's easy to say it, but I do, I do believe – and keep in mind, um, Oliver, I'm the one who wrote that I thought Bar- Barsha could challenge Villapoto more than Dungey. So keep yeah. keep that in mind. Nice one. Yeah, nice one, exactly. But I do think that Tomac will give Villapoto more troubles outdoors next year than Dungey. I do think. Well, that, I, so. I, I don't think, I don't think, yeah, like Tomac's going to be as dominant as we think we, he's going to be while Villapoto's still in. But oh, no, no. Yeah, no, Villapoto he's not going to be dominant. And Dungey leave. He's he's optimal because I think personally I think he's better than Barsha outdoors, and there's not really much of a threat besides him and Roxon. But I think he got Roxon covered too. So. Well, going into 2014 outdoors, I, there's no doubt Villapoto is the favorite. But like, you, if someone said who's going to give Villapoto the most trouble, I'm going to go with Tomac over Dungey. Yes, yeah. But I've been proven it, to be an idiot before, so I could be yeah. wrong. Yeah. He goes, yeah. I was careful about that. Oliver's like, yeah, you have been proven to be an idiot. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, one more question. Yeah. I'm just asking you about um, Team Monster Energy with Weimer and Vilpoto. Is, is there a possibility that they can have another spot, or is it just them two well, the whole time? No, um, they'll definitely both be back next year on the team. They, they were talking to Tomac. Monster wanted Tomac, yeah. but in the end it never happened. So obviously if, if they chased after Tomac, Perhaps there is a spot open there, but maybe it's only open for someone who's as good as Tomac. You know what I mean? I would. But I, can, I, yeah. I can see Metcalf being on that team. I don't know if it's just me, but I can see him being on it because he already rides to Kawasaki. You know what? But, um, yeah, I don't think so. But if he, the Reed Nordine, who's like the big boss of Cowie, he's uh, he's even above Dan Fahey. He runs Cowie, every basically everything to do with Cowie Racing off road. Um, mm-hmm. He's like buddies with with Metcalf. Reed and Brett, and Brett Metcalf are buddies. And, uh-huh. you know, when, when Metcalf rode Cowies this year up in Canada, he would get some parts back door, get some help back door or whatever from Reed. So um, if it happens, and I don't think it would, there's your link right there. That's why it would happen, you know? So Yeah, I got you. All right. Thanks, Oliver. All right. Thanks, Steve. Uh, thanks, everybody, for calling the Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by 810 Solutions. Wygant and Thomas are coming on here in a little bit. Uh, Matt's got a question about Chad Reed. Matt, what's up, man? Hey, Steve. Uh, I want to say thanks for putting on the fly show. It's the only time I get to listen live. So Yeah, um, no, thanks for cool. listening. The numbers are good, man. We're, we've been pumped with the response. And Fly wants to do it next year for Supercross. So we got one more show left, and then we'll do Supercross. But we might be losing Tits Legendary. He could be going to uh, the optics marketing job could be blowing up and he could be moving to New York. So yes, sounds good. I know some of my buddies bought some, uh, optic stuff just because he heard tits. So, Oh really? Oh wow. Okay. Well, tits would be very happy to hear that. Yeah. Hey, my question is, uh, you know, I was a pretty big Chad Reed fan until, um, Kawasaki and he pulled out and then he came back. And one of the things that when he came back in 11, that didn't be a fan again was, uh, his candidness that he had when he uh, was interviewed about what was going on. Yeah. 
it seems like this year, like just recently, he's been pretty secretive about what's been going on with him, either his bike or himself. And I'm just curious to get your take on on why he's you know been a little bit different this year. Yeah, um, it's been frustrating year for Chad Reed and his fans, no doubt about it. He he's not racing Lake Elsinore, he's not racing Monster Cup, he's not racing Motocross the Nations. He, um, you know, it, it, I guess in a way he says it's not physical the problem he's been having. It's you know, an illness or something something like that. It's not a knee or an arm or whatever. And I guess at the end of the day, Matt, it's his business. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't – it's just – it feels weird to, to pry if you're a media guy or whatever because he just maybe doesn't want to tell you. You know what I mean? And that's fine. That's everybody's right um, to not tell you what's up medically-wise. But, but when you don't tell people what's up, then, you know, and I don't think he is, but you can't get mad for people for speculating. You know? Yeah, that, so. I, yeah, I agree. The, the, the question, the fifth question I have is, is that like um, when yes or yesterday or today he tweeted that he was in Phoenix and showed a picture of him in gear. You know, I just you're curious as, as to why he's either pulled out of the race last week and or maybe not racing this week. I just, I, he's just, I really, I just think if there's a medical term for being over it, that's what you, that's what it would be. He just doesn't like, yeah. doesn't like the bike, probably doesn't like the track. He's he's doing shitty. Uh, he's more than likely probably leaving Honda, and I just think everything was just like, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah, sounds, sounds good. All, All right, right Steve, thanks for taking my question. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right. Lines are jammed, of course. Randy. Randy, what's up? Hey, what's going on, Steve? Nothing. Thanks for calling. Cool, man. Uh, big fan of all you do. Thank you. Yeah, so I had a, I had a little thought about Millsap uh, when you were talking to him Monday on the Pulse show. And uh, he was talking about riding the KTM came, uh, you know, a little easier for him. He got used to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think that has anything to do with when Dungey went from a Suzuki to a KTM? Didn't he have a lot to do in the development of that new KTM and maybe some middle fast is going from a Suzuki? Do you think that has anything to do with that? No, I don't. I don't think Ryan Dungey had so much uh, to do with the development of the bike besides the fact that they couldn't – if if – uh, let me uh, let me hang up on you there. Uh, besides the fact that Dungy had said, "I'm not coming, Roger, if I got to ride a 350," so Roger said, "Hey, KTM, we can get Ryan Dungy. We can maybe get Ryan Dungy, but he will not ride a 350. We need to make a race ready, bitching ass 450 for Ryan Dungy or anybody that we want." And I think that was all that that had to do with it. They just said, "Okay, we'll build the bike." A 450 because remember KTM was was going with the 350 and their 450 was a little out of date. So I don't think Dungey had so much to do with it so much as uh, just he wanted to be at a 450 and KTM said, "Well, we if we want to attract the top talent, we need to build a bitchin' 450." So uh, thanks, uh, Randy, uh, Bill. What's going on, Steve? Uh, just question: uh, Stewart's out this weekend for Elsinore, and um, he just tweeted a picture of him and um, Malcolm riding at the track, telling Malcolm to hold the fort down. Just wondering, uh, is it not really that bad, or is he just, like you were saying last call, just over Elsinore the whole series? No, I think James has a jacked-up neck and a back. You know, I mean, could he race if it was a championship race? Probably. Um, okay. But you don't know where that photo was from. You don't know if it's going to be today, if it's from today. You know what I mean? I doubt it. I doubt it's from today. I wouldn't think he'd be riding at all. He's, he's packed it in. So. Yeah, I wasn't sure how bad the injury was. They didn't show that. No. Him over jumping. Yeah, nobody saw so. it. Nope, nobody I know even saw it. Like, even okay. it wasn't on TV, and then everybody I talked to on the pits, uh, they never saw it. No idea what it was, but it's real, man. He was in pain. He pulled in the mechanics area, 
and there were people that were in the mechanics area, and he was uh, he was in pain. There's no doubt. So okay, yeah. all right, thanks, Steve. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant coming up here shortly. Uh, Jared, what's happening? Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Thanks for calling. Hey, I got a question. How? Which do you think that Reed will actually do? Do you think that Choo Choo Motorsports will be back, or do you think that there's anything to the Ricky Carmichael team? Because him and Ricky Carmichael have been going back and forth on Twitter. Yeah. Like, well, you know about that, and we know Reed does like to stir the pot. So yes. I'm just curious as to what you feel will actually happen. Um, if I was betting, I guess you're, you're saying, if I'm a betting man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think if I'm betting, he goes to RCH, but that's I'm just that's a, that's just a little bit of a favorite, you know. Um, I don't I do think he's he's off Honda. He'll be on something uh-huh. else, whether it's his own team or whether it's RCH. He'll obviously be on Suzuki then. Um, I would bet 100 percent he's off a of Honda, and I would bet 52 percent he's at RCH and 48 percent that he's on his own team on another brand. I really I. I don't know for sure, but I know they've been talking. So, what about Tutu Motorsports and RCH combining? Nah, I don't. I don't see that. I don't see that. This, uh, there's a lot of staff at Tutu. A lot of staff at RCH. Yeah, yeah I, I don't see that happening. I think, unfortunately for the, I mean, I think Reed would take if he goes to RCH. I think he takes Goose and Lars. You know. Yeah, uh, for sure. Maybe a suspension. Maybe maybe Oscar suspension dude. But I think more than likely a lot of dudes probably are out of some work. So. So then, does Suzuki even have the money to keep Reed and Stewart both going? With I mean, because it's obviously happened with the Rockstar team. It's, do they? Wow. I mean, can they afford that? Two of the top riders in the world afford to pay them to, yeah. to ride that bike? It's a great question. Suzuki's really struggling right now. So I do know uh, that RCH pays Tickle's salary, not Suzuki. So okay, you know, so well, RCH and also would... Tickle's on the factory bike. So obviously Tickle won't be on that bike. Reed will be on that bike if he goes to that team, yeah, right? Yeah, or there'll be another factory bike, you know. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't for sure if their budget was allowing them to get another factory bike. Yeah, I don't really know for sure. Chad Reed's not riding anything but a factory bike, as you know. So um, Exactly. Yeah. Well, he shouldn't. I mean, he shouldn't ride anything else other than that. No, no, absolutely. No, you're right. And also, I have one more question about a tweet that you posted about something strange going on at Glen Helen. What was that about? Well, um, yeah, I probably shouldn't have. I got really excited and tweeted that, but... Uh, um, there was some testing going on at Glen Helen by a rider who was riding some different brands and I was following up with that and going to post more on it. And then the team manager said, Hey, I'd really appreciate it if you, you didn't, you didn't, uh, talk about it. And I said, okay, I I won't talk about it. Um, but it's going to get out there. Don't worry. There was a lot of guys there. Just wait and see. I mean, it's not exactly PR 101 to go testing. On, 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 the, on Thursday. Well, no, no, they rented, <laughs> no. Mitch Payton rented the track, but it was all the Cowie guys and all the Pro Circuit guys and and a few other people. Oh, so, okay. So, you know, it wasn't the smartest thing to do if you don't want it to get out. You know, you need to go if you're going to do that. You should go ride by yourself in the woods somewhere. But um, <laughs> but for now, we're going to just put a lid on that. And but it'll come okay. out. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I know Villain responded to you and said that it was Villapoto's new teammate. So then, then that started at something where, okay, is Weimer off the team, or is no, he still on it? Or no, I didn't know about him either. No, not not Villapoto's new teammate. Nothing to do with that. Okay, that wasn't for sure. All right, thanks, man. All right, thank you. See ya. Um, we're coming up with uh, Jason Thomas and Jason Wygant. Tony's got a question. Tony, what's going on? 
Yo, my man, what's going on? Hey, thanks for calling. Hey, I, I want you to ask JT, because I know he kind of went through this. But my question is, how frustrated could be Ryan Dungy when he's putting all the work and he's riding a factory bike and Seal can be like Ryan Villopoto? Like, I mean, right. what do you think, like, um, Roy the Costa might be saying to him, like, too? What the hell is going on, you know? Okay, let me ask JT that. Yeah. You think, I mean, I think that, because I wonder, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm just an aspect, uh, a spectator, but man, when I go racing and if I'm racing with some guys, I said, man, this guy, I gotta beat this guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. But if you got a factory bike and you're doing all the work, you got the same program, well, not the same program, but pretty much everything is, you know, factory bike, you got your own training going on. Yeah. And still, Vito Poto is still beating him, like, for, Fucking twenty seconds, whatever. Wow, well, you know, look at this like, what the hell hey, can he do to step it up to the next level? I'm sorry about the step it up. <laughs> hey, look at it this way. Look how bad Dungey's beating everybody else. So yeah. Um, all right, we'll ask JT that. Thanks, man. Okay. All right, coming up. Um, uh, let's take a couple more calls here. Jason wants to know where Reed's going next year. I think we covered that. Uh, Blake Wharton question by Joe. Joe, what's up? Hey, how's it going, Steve? Good. What's what's happening? Big fan. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to know how uh, uh, Blake missing the outdoors is going to, I know, probably hurt him as far as getting on a team. Uh, I know Rockstar Suzuki is going to KTN now. And i uh, just wondering, like, what are his options? All the big teams seem to have pretty much, you know, filled up for next year. So what's uh, what's his options? Um, uh, His options probably... I mean, he won. He won a Supercross. He should have won another one. He'll yeah, get. Yeah, he, he almost won two. Yeah, <laughs> he'll get a decent ride. He'll get a decent ride. It's just a matter of uh, of what. I don't know what's out there. Um, yeah, somebody, exactly. somebody will pick him but, up. There'll be something. He like two fifty rides go. You know, there's not a lot of options. No, at least no, for I the mean, big teams. Geico's full. Pro Circuit's full. Rockstar's uh, full. Um, uh, so, what about T- what about TLD if Malcolm decides to not do yeah. the 250 indoor and yeah, 450 no. outdoor? Malcolm, uh, TLD may have a spot, and uh, Star Racing may have a spot. So, oh, Star Racing, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, well, they got that new Yamaha. So yeah, maybe that would. We'll see, man. But definitely, uh, getting hurt didn't help Blake at all. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, all right, thanks, man. Thanks, man. All right, see you. Um. All right. Um. Jason Wygant, welcome to the show. Uh, I think it's only my second time doing this, or third. I've done a great job avoiding it so you, far. You have been. You have been. You've, been, you've even turned it down a few times. I appreciate it. That's been the goal. <laughs> Turn it down as often as I can. Jason Wygant on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, presented by A10 Solutions. Uh, our lines are full. Let's take some calls right away, and then, uh, we, then we get into Lake Elsinore. Uh, Doug, what's going on? Hey, I was wondering if you know what's up with Ivan Tonesco on that KTM. Are we going to see him on that at Supercross? Did you see that, Wygant? No, I have not. Uh, yes, I, yeah. Ivan Tonesco on the KTM. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, good question. He He's a good test rider. Maybe he's doing some test riding. Uh, okay. So, and yeah. uh, how about you get old Mark Regal and Tony Alessi on the same show? Oh, I don't know. If oh. The, I don't know if the world can handle that, but. Uh, oh, we could handle it. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right, thank you. Thank you. Um, Jason Thomas, welcome to the show. Hello. 
We have a lot of questions for you. What's going on? Uh, Briggs has a question for you. Briggs, what's up? What's your question for JT? Hey, guys. Um, obviously, as we know, uh, JT runs a great program over at BTO with a well, VIP. Wait, and- we don't know that, but, yeah, anyways. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's, it's a great concept and a great idea, uh, the VIP fan experience. Uh, do you guys see other teams um, incorporating this into their programs and then also using that to bring in, you know, outside sponsors in the sport? Because, honestly, I think it's the best way to show the sport, you know. Yeah, I think it's an awesome way to do it, and I wouldn't be surprised if more teams do it. But uh, for now, I'm sure the BTO team is pretty pumped to be the only ones doing it. So, um, you know um, – Obviously, everybody has their own relationships. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, JT has a good relationship with Chad and, and Tutu and, and other people. And obviously, you know, you might get somebody like, say, if, you know, Joe Gibbs did it. You know, they would have different relationships with, you know, whoever, um, you know, Jeremy Albrecht has relationships. Yeah. Um, one other thing I want to spin off of that is who do, like, if you have a big sponsor come in or somebody that's looking at, like, a team like Joe Gibbs and they want to, like, kind of show people around, who do they usually have um, – take control of those um, people that they want to pay attention to on a race day? Who who do they typically have take care of uh, those kind of people to make sure that they're accommodated and, and explain um, things to them? There's usually a PR guy or girl, um, you know, maybe a team coordinator or somebody like that. So, yeah, there, there's – there's, or if you're, if, you're, if you're Joe Gibbs, maybe Coy himself will put down his video game controller and show you around. <laughs> that's, that's I think that is Jay specialty there. What's that? That's J-Bone's specialty, I think, specifically with JGR. <laughs> He's even got a swag closet at the shop because they just expect people to visit that often. Um, but, yeah, most teams do have a PR person that handles stuff like that. There you go. Thanks, Briggs. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, last question before we talk a little bit about uh, uh, this weekend's race. Uh, Jason, what's going on? Hey, Steve. How's it going, man? Good. Thanks for calling. Hey, i got a question. Um, it seems like when RC teamed up with RCH, uh, at the beginning, he was all over the place at the races, doing commentating, seemed like he was involved with Tickle Program at some level uh, during certain points of the year. And since outdoor started, at least the latter part, it seems like he's kind of disappeared. Uh, is that a planned move, or uh, is he super cross only, or what's going on there? Or am I just well, crazy? Well, I was talking to Ricky the other day. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think, Weege? Um, I think it seems like he was around more because he had a TV deal to do whatever he did. I think eight of the supercrosses, which was really separate from the team. So he was really there to do TV, but it made it seem like he was around more. But Tickle, I think, stayed at his house or rode at his track in Florida for five weeks or something like that in the middle of the summer, which was a longer stretch than he ever did in supercross. So I don't think they've gone there separate ways at all. It just seems like Carmichael's not as involved because you don't see him on TV every weekend, but Mathis and I have questioned many times how him doing TV is really aiding his riders at all anyway. So what difference did it really make? Yeah, it just seemed like he was right. out in uh, Vegas or California, I guess, where they practice and was hammering, you know, tickle with, you know, whatever he was doing with him. I don't know. But, right. you know, he was out there all the time. And then, you know, I, I thought he went to the property for a while, but it seems that since, since that one point he was out there, I think it was around the Daytona Supercross, then he's, yeah. Uh, no, I'm sure he's he's working. I mean, it's just like when McGrath had a team too. He, Jeremy didn't do a whole lot. These guys are millionaires. They're busy. You know. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, know, there are a lot that uh, Tickle and Jeremy Martin and Dungey and all those guys that ride at Carmichael's farm. Like it is a uh, misperception for people to think, well, they're riding with Ricky all the time. It's Ricky's 
farm, but I don't think Ricky's even out there more than like once every couple of weeks just to see what's going on. But I don't think he's ever really working with those guys like you would think. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's like Dungeon anymore. Uh, hey, Jason, thanks for the call. You want to win some fly gear? I would love to win some fly gear. All right. Well, your question was good. Uh, fly Evolution set of gear coming your way. Uh, pants, jersey, and uh, gloves. The Optrix marketing manager here will uh, will take your information. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks for calling, man. No problem, Steve. Thanks right. for the show. It's awesome. Thank you. All right, Jason's the winner of the fly gear. Our lines are jammed, but before we get to that, uh, let's talk Lake Elsinore. JT, um, if someone told you, hey, you have to ride one more national um, because uh, otherwise uh, we kidnap Frank and uh, we're going to throw him overboard, unless you ride – one more national, and you have to ride Utah or you have to ride Lake Elsinore. What do you do? Uh, tell my dad it's been a good run. <laughs> and uh, he wish, wish him well. Be on the other side. <laughs> Come on. Um, no, I, between those two, I, man, uh, I guess Utah just because I had never ridden it. I know what I'm getting into with Elsinore. And Lake Elsinore this weekend. I will politely defer. Lake Elsinore this weekend. Um, big news. Um, I guess the biggest news we hear, Chad Reed and, and James Stewart are out, and let's I'll ask both of you guys uh, first. You Wygant, Stu being out. Um, what's your take on that? Uh, no one I've spoken to has seen his overjump. Not saying it didn't happen. He wasn't paying in the mechanics area, but no one knows where it was or what happened. I'm almost glad he's not racing this one because myself, you, JT, and pretty much every single person that has ever watched this racing before predicted at the beginning of the year what are the odds that James Stewart does all 12 rounds? And I think we all said none. So, <laughs> so we're dude, right. it was getting right. dangerously right. close. Right. Uh, and after Unadilla, when he had problems, um, a couple of guys over there on his team and his guy, Greg Hatton, said the goal is to do all 12 rounds, no matter what, just to, just to show that we can do all 12 rounds. So, unfortunately, hasn't hasn't worked out. No, but he tried hard. Um, he did. He did. I mean, there definitely were – more than one race where we were like, oh, James Stewart wouldn't even have been here, wouldn't even have came yeah. back out. So, yeah, yeah. progress. Yeah. Um, JT and Chad Reed, um, that's it. Uh, his tweet said it all. Peace out. See you at Anaheim. Uh, no Monster Cup, no designations, no Lake Elsinore. Uh, thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, I pretty much, he pretty much said it all there. I guess it's just uh, he's going to. Peace out. See you at Elsinore. Yeah, Anaheim. sort out. Sort out. <laughs> what his plans are for next year and who he's riding for and what kind of bike. and Right, right. Yeah, I know he, he's kind of planning on trying to put in a bunch of work and kind of bridge the gap. If, if, you're, where he's at. if you're a fan of Chad Reed, JT, or you're a sponsor of Chad Reed, uh, are you a little bummed at this? Do you feel like he should be out there? You know, I mean, look, he hasn't been riding well. He didn't ride well. At, he qualified well at Miller, but then didn't ride well. Does he need to be – does he owe it to people to be out there? Uh, and this is coming, you know, you just, you're a f- former racer. What's your thoughts on that? Um, not real. I feel like he's probably uh, done more than I expected. If you if you would have gone into the season thinking he did this poorly, do you think he would have just stuck it out? Because I'd, right. I, w- I would have said no. Right, right. Uh, so I know it's been a building frustration all all year. Mm-hmm. And I think he just finally was to the point where, yeah, I, I just can't take it anymore. Like, I'm gonna, he's going to freak out and, you know what I mean, do something, you know, that he's really going to regret, say the wrong thing, you know. Right. And he has a hard time kind of controlling his tongue anyway. So uh, to miss one race, I, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, obviously, the motocross of nations is, 
I think that bothered him probably, you know, more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's something he really, really wanted to do, you know. I don't think that Elsinore was probably something he really wanted to do at this point, but I know he wanted to do the motocross the nation, so, you know, he obviously was pretty serious about it. Um, yeah, no, and I'm not saying that, like, I care either. I'm saying coming from another sponsor or fan. Uh, what about you? What do you think, Weech, um, of him just pulling out like that? Yeah, it makes it easy to say now, like, but he's not even hurt. Why is he pulling out? Obviously, he's had some sort of physical problem all along, uh, an illness of some sort, and then the knee thing. It just sounds like it's never quite been right. So, in reality, I think any other year he would have would have pulled out early. Um, although I will say that people have come to know and love Chad Reed the last couple of years because he's been so outspoken and to the point where he makes fun of other riders for not being outspoken and hiding things. Uh, and I feel like he's become one of them this summer. That's just yeah. seems pretty obvious to me. Right, right. Yep. Um, uh, big news at Miller, uh, Weston Pike, privateer Weston Pike, 5-5 uh, for fourth overall. And um, I, at the risk of sounding like a guy on the Internet, Typing in all caps, Weege. Why doesn't he ride Stewart's bike? I don't even know if Suzuki is in the position to do pretty much anything for anyone. Uh, <laughs> it seems so simple, but like it is just mind-boggling at this point. <clears throat> you know, a, a couple weeks ago I'm at Loretta Lynn's, and you're watching every other brand reach deeper and deeper into the amateur ranks to get guys signed up earlier and earlier and earlier and feed them into their 250 team. Mm-hmm. And then you see Suzuki not doing that, and you're like, oh wait. They don't even have a 250 team. Then a week later, they lose Rockstar, who had had every opportunity to hold on to. I mean, Rockstar was begging them. Literally begging is the word that Dave Gallen said. I literally begged Pat Alexander to help us, and they did not respond. Please help us. Right. So when you piece all that together, it might sound simple. Why don't they just slide Weston Pike on Jason Thomas? On uh, Jason Thomas, Weston Pike. Who is it? James Stewart? Yeah, that, Why don't we fly no, Jason you're, Thomas on James Stewart. You're getting bike? it mixed up. Jason, James Stewart landed on Jason Thomas. You're getting it mixed oh, up. Oh, sorry. At one point, right? They were one at one point, <laughs> right? Um, uh, it doesn't seem like logic. Doesn't seem like it's easy for them to do the logical thing right now. There must be some other problems going on over there. It's bizarre to me. Yeah, it would be a good PR move, huh, JT? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I to be honest, I, th- I think they probably all have the chance to be done. <laughs> and for the year, and they're probably like, eh, do we want to go test all week and then, you know what I mean, like right, set right, up right. set up, and then work all weekend, or do we just want to uh, not? <laughs> Which <laughs> I, I know that sounds horrible, but it's got to yeah. be a factor, I would think. There is a little bit of wind taken out of the Lake House and North sales with both titles being decided, uh, Chad Reed, James Stewart dropping out. Um, it's kind of a little anticlimactic, JT. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, obviously, with those top two guys out, um, it's a bummer. But and the titles you know, and the titles are done. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really to go back to where the you know the, the home of the sport is probably the biggest draw, uh, just because the whole industry is kind of there. But mm-hmm. you know, obviously, I'm sure MX Sports and and fans as well would ha- like to have some kind of uh, you know climax riding on the weekend, but it's just not going to happen, I guess. So, well, okay. Wait a minute, though. Um... Weimer is six points ahead of uh, short for sixth in the points and four. Yeah, like I said, I, I think that everyone was kind of hoping that they're. <laughs> uh, okay, wait a minute, and uh, uh, Baggett. Don't even, bro. Don't even bother. <laughs> what? What? 
Nobody what? cares, and that includes the riders in those positions themselves. <laughs> Baggett is 15 back of Muskan. He made up 15 at Miller. Will he make up the 15 this weekend to get third overall? Third might mean something. There might be some money on the line there. Okay, so will he do it? I'm going to say no. Uh, this is no. No, well, I don't know. Actually, Muskan's really been struggling at the same time Baggett's been coming on. That might actually. We got a showdown on our hands. Buy your tickets now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, wait, hey, it's already sold out. Hey, you're the one doing TV, so you're the one that has to make this look good. Um, we actually had a conference call yesterday, and they said, what are you looking forward to coming into this one? And I just said, uh, that's all I got. A <laughs> um, couple questions for you, JT, before we get to our next thing. Uh, a caller called in earlier and wanted to know if you, again, talking about your breakdown article on Eli Tomac, which is apparently really caught on with a lot of people. They really thought they, that people really liked it. Um, will Tomac be able to do that on a 450, what you were writing about? I think that he will um, in outdoors. I don't think that it really applies to Supercross, and I think hit as aggressive he is uh, won't really work for the outdoors as well. Uh, or, I'm sorry, for Supercross as well, but I, mm-hmm. think, I think it will. I don't think that, uh, that there's too much difference in the bikes, and we've, you know, we've shown, you know, the bikes, the 450s have gotten so much better, and the guys have gotten so much more aggressive on them that uh, I think, you know, I think it will for, for outdoors. Okay. Uh, Curtis has a question for you, too. He's been on hold for a while. Curtis, you there? Kurt. What's going on, guys? Hey, what's up? You got a question for JT? Uh, yeah, I was just reading his uh, breakdown, the uh, the Case for Western Pike article. It's a really good article except for one part where he makes a, uh, a Justin Bieber reference. <laughs> right. And I don't know about but I just want to keep Justin Bieber out of my sport. Okay. I think that's fair. I think that's fair, JT. Okay. Well, I, my point was that if Justin Bieber was on the track, Weston Pike would tell him to get out of the way as well, also. <laughs> so we're almost in okay. agreement. Yeah. Thanks uh, Thanks for reading, though, Curtis. I always read. Um, Weege, can you believe JT wrote, like, a pandering article about Weston Pike? Jeez. Um, <laughs> hey, okay, so look, uh, talking about Weston Pike a little bit, a lot of people um, want to – he's a big – Big guy in the in the news these days. I put this on Twitter yesterday, and let me ask you two experts' opinion. First, you, Weege. Um, and I said, uh, Weston's a great guy. He deserves a ride. But don't forget about Brett Metcalf, um, Canadian national champion, looking to get a ride down here. And for my money, I would take Metcalf. What, what say you? Yeah, that's a good point. And I think the, the problem here in this sport is that you would want to believe that if Pike goes from his has-to-be-bump-started, broached-out bike to James Stewart's bike, for example, you know, where would he be then? But unfortunately, it almost doesn't work that way because the gap is so big. Like, he basically he got fourth overall, right, at Utah? Yeah. yeah. I, would he have gotten third overall? Would he have beaten Barsha or Kennard or Dungy or Villapo? Like, would he have beaten those guys if he were on Stewart's bike? That's the problem. Yeah, no, he would not. You, right, yeah, no, he would not. Right, yeah. So it's awesome to assume, well, Pike has the most upside. You give him a bike and look up, but he's not going to gain a minute per moto. So it's a, probably a tougher decision for these teams than, uh, than it seems. I do agree that Metcalf has already been there to a degree. Mm-hmm. But from a PR standpoint, I think Metcalf can maybe get better results. But I think from a PR standpoint, you'd actually be doing better to get Pike. And that's the first time Pike and PR positively has ever been used in a sentence. <laughs> right, right. Uh, what about you, JT? What do you think? Between those two, I think, uh, man, are we, if it's the same exact money, um, it's a really tough call. I, I think that 
uh, Medi's ceiling is a little bit higher. Um, but, you know, the the kind of privateer that's never had any help type, you know, feeling is I would like to see Weston get a chance at it also. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's really hard to choose between them because I think they're, uh, they both are deserving. Um, I think they're a little bit different. You know, we've seen Medi win races and, and get on the podium and do all these things, but we've never really seen what Weston's fully capable of either. So, uh, it's a, you, you kind of two different ways of thinking about it. It was kind of tough to choose. Um, I think every team would probably have a different opinion on it. Uh, yeah, that's a good, good point here. Evan has got a question. Evan, what's going on, man? What's your question? Hey guys. Thanks. Um, I, if I was, I was watching the TV from, um, the first moto again from Salt Lake. And when they showed a replay of Dungey passing Kennard for second, if you look, if you right. Right at the end of the clip, if you look behind, there was that dragon's back that was like right before the mechanics area. And Stewart, I think that's where he might have, because he kind of overjumped it and landed in the middle of like the third jump, and his head, and his head kind of slammed down almost a little bit. It looked like he was like ah. sitting straight up when his when he, when he hit the seat. I mean, it's only a split second because they're really showing Dungey and Kennard. Right. Um, but you can see it. But that might have been a spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe. Like, maybe. Yeah. Take a look. Mike, if you do watch it again, my question was: You guys talked a lot about Monday night about um, Utah, about about the track, about bringing in an outside sponsor to show them the sport and bring it to a place like that because of the facilities, the paved pits, and everything like that. But isn't there also other type of out? Isn't there some outside sponsors that you would want to take to a place like? I mean, there was a lot of comparison to Unadilla. I know it's way out there, but isn't there? outside sponsors that you would want to show Unadilla or a track like Redbud just because, I mean, a track's been there a lot. The crowd is massive. I don't know what the crowd was like at Utah because on TV, honestly, it didn't look that great. I mean, not even because of the sandstorm or anything. But No, I thought the crowd was good. Uh, I think you had to be there. Maybe it was spread out. Uh, Weege, well, we... yeah, because of the stands and everything, yeah. right? Weege, what did you think of the crowd? It was fine, right? Uh crowd was fine. I understand the, the point you're making, but Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like businesses always make decisions based on business, like you would think. Um, I can tell you specifically, specifically, Ford is now on board with the series, and I was told the executives are only coming to this race. They refuse to go to any other events. So there's a perfect example. And you might say to yourself, right, like really if you're Ford and you're buying into the series, what you're really buying into is Unadilla. That's more like most of the races. Utah is the outlier. But – uh, it's not even how these things work. Like, you can give them numbers and demographics and all this stuff, but a lot of times it's all about execs getting pampered going somewhere. Maybe they get involved with this, they get to go to a golf tournament and meet some celebrities. Maybe this, they get to go to a cool racetrack. So a lot of times they're making decisions. I've heard this in other sports. It's often how comfortable will the executive's wife be if he has to go to a couple of extra events during the year and the wife's really pissed about it. So <laughs> sometimes that's what drives it, which makes zero sense, but how it works with the big shots there you go evan thank you thank you thanks all right take it easy yeah it's a it's a weird world we live in nowadays um well you think about stick and ball sports i mean it's really all about selling luxury boxes nowadays that's how teams make money right yeah so it's really just about the rich people being pampered hey jt did you know that is that uh it's new gear time in 2014 uh it's not really news around here Okay. Uh, hadn't heard anything but uh fly racing for it fly racing's releases 2014 lineup of race where Fly Racing's 2014 line once again continues to elevate racewear technology, fit, and finish. 
with revolutionary designs, exclusive technologies such as this 2D buckle system, zipper lock system, and the introduction of magnetic technology represent a new level innovation in performance racewear. Fly Racing 2014, available now. Check it out. Canard, Short, Albertson, Pike, they're all in the new 2014 Fly stuff. Uh, A10 Solutions, JT, you need any supplements or anything or anything for, oh, you don't train much anymore, but. Um, uh, I think I'm good right now. Okay. All right. Well, if you did, uh, A10 Solutions is your one-stop source for the finest performance products for your body. They offer Rhino Power, Brat Bars, Reed, Tomac, Millsaps, Roxen. Only two of those out of those four are presently using these supplements. Um, A10 Solutions, the number eight, 10solutions.com. Um, we're going to give away a $50 A10 Solutions certificate to uh, a caller. We still have to do that. So, uh, and uh, you've been wrestling. What if you were to take A10 Solutions um, nutritional supplements and have an 1110 mods modified machine? What would happen? I don't know. I think. You, you perhaps you perhaps could end up like Bill and Ted and their excellent adventure somewhere back in time. Um, uh, all right, hey, a question for you, Weech. Um, Tomac eight motos in a row, won the title, really pulled away the last little bit. Uh, now, obviously, Roxon had that crash at Millville, which helped a lot. But do you think Tomac's getting better, or is Roxon dropping off? What? No, Why it's we... absolutely okay. Tomac getting better. It's absolutely Tomac getting better. I think Roxon has dropped off a, a, a small bit. But um, remember, the first half of the year, we kept saying, this is all going to come down to Tomac's starts. And that meant he was starting 10th. And it wasn't just that he couldn't pass Roxon. He would sometimes not even get third. Now he starts 10th, and he just passes all nine other guys halfway through the race. So that's a massive difference than what he was doing, not just to Roxon, but everybody else. Okay. So that's, that's uh, JT, what do you think? Um, yeah, I would yeah. kind of second that. Um, I think, you know, Tomac's kind of, uh, feeling the flow a little bit and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's momentum. Yeah. He's just kind of, you know, found that, that little bit of confidence and, uh, he's really determined. Yeah. Determined. Yeah. So, hmm. uh, <laughs> no, he's obviously, good. he's obviously figured some stuff out and, and, you know, there's so much testing and, and stuff that goes on that nobody ever really talks about or hears about. Uh, and, you know, they're not going to really allude to it. Uh, they just kind of find settings, and there's always these little nagging injuries and uh, stuff that, you know, no one's talking about because, they you know, there's such a shroud of secrecy in this sport for whatever reason. Uh, so you never really know. Like, people just pick it up and, are, and, and then all of a sudden show up and are, you know, a couple seconds slower on the weekend. You never really know why, but uh, there's, I think there's a marked difference in Tomac, you know, from the beginning of the season to now. So. Mm-hmm. Make of it what you will, I guess. I, I just think it's really his confidence, and you know, I'm sure they've gotten the bike quite a bit better as well. And and honestly, too, his starts have you know not every weekend, but his starts have been been better than they were. Same question, but Villapoto and Dungey. What's 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 the difference there? Uh, I kind of think it's the same. I know, okay. I know, and Villapoto's alluded to the bike. Um, yeah, that They've they've made big strides with the bike, uh, and you, you could almost see it. You know, he would. Dungey would kind of close the gap, and then RB would find something else and stretch it back out. Um, you know, both of these guys are, uh, you know, they haven't really had any kind of injuries that we know of, and both of them work, you know, as hard, if not harder, than anybody else in the sport. So um, it really comes down to, when you're talking about guys that are this close, really bike setup and uh, just that that kind of level of comfort. And, and for those guys, it's, it's 
a huge difference. You know, it may be a second a lap, but as close as they are, that that can turn into you know fifteen or twenty seconds by the end of the race. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's get to the phones here. Uh, Nick been on hold the longest. Nick, what's happening? What's going on, guys? What's up? What's your question? Hey, uh, I was calling maybe see if JT's got any info. Maybe we're going to be seeing uh, Burner for his last ride this coming weekend. Do you think he hangs it up after this year? Uh, I don't think so. I know that's not in his plans. Um, the only way I could see that happening is if he just literally had nothing. And, you know, I, I think he's got some options uh, in Australia, and I think uh, he could kind of put some stuff together and make it work here. Um, but I know as of right now, his plan isn't no, is not to stop. That's good to hear. How about uh, Nick Way? you think he's going to keep going? Or? I think he keeps going. I, I think he goes Supercross only, though, next year. Yeah, and yeah. and I haven't really spoken to him, but uh, I, I hope he races Supercross again. Um, yeah, we'll see though. It's it's expensive, man. I know I, he said it a few times this year how expensive it was. So uh, I, we need more guys like that out there. You know, I hope he hope he gives it another shot. Hey, uh, uh, Curtis, you want to win a fifty dollar certificate from Eight Ten Solutions? Uh, sure. Uh, do you do you do you need solutions? Do you need Brat Bar, Rhino, Global Power stuff? I need all the help I can get. Well, Tits took the uh, Tits. What did you take from a Ten Solutions? I got the gold, uh, the gold medal pack. And you've never been better. Never been better. Yeah, there you Literally go. Literally never been. Yeah, better. he's Optics manager now. He would not have been Optics marketing manager without without yeah. the uh, gold package. So maybe it'll get me a new job. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right, stay on hold. Tits will get your information. Yeah, thanks, Thank you. In your truck. Yeah, when you sleep in your truck, he's never felt better. Um, I got more questions, but more phone calls. You guys want questions or phone calls? What do you want, Wygant? Two phone calls, man. Two All right. Phone calls. Well, then this one will make uh, you happy. Nash. What's going on? What's up? Yes. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got uh, two, one kind of lighthearted question and one serious question for everyone in the, in the, on the phone or out in the studio. First of all, how is Kenny in the tower? I mean, if you guys are telling everyone that these are such palatious, uh, spacious, unbelievable uh, amenities offered to everyone. How was Kenny? He was fine, although uh, I could only see his feet because they were sticking out of Hart's ass. Oh. Um, everywhere Hart went, Kenny goes. That's what you have to understand. Like they're never apart. Kenny follows Hart everywhere. So I was really bummed. I was bummed. I wanted to see Kenny. Uh, my my little girl broke her leg playing soccer in the beginning of the year, and it, and it shipwrecked my plans to go to nationals. But um, I was interested. In, in here, and I mean, it sounded really neat, and obviously, like everyone's shared, the facilities were wonderful there, and yeah. it sounds pretty cool. Um, second question, and more of a, a thought process or a, a thought question: Is Jake Weimer too smart sometimes for his own good? And let me let me define what I'm asking this question to all three of you. He could be too emo for his own good. It, it just seems like the guy is pretty intelligent, articulate. Is that work against you? I mean, I've heard, Steve, you talk about RV and this ability to just be, a, you know, let things blow off your shoulders. Yeah. That, I mean, that's got to be such an asset. JT has to be an asset when you're a professional rider. I mean, what, what, do you think, what do you think, JT? Oh, I, I without a doubt, agree. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I'm sure you can make a strong case for Weimer with that, but as a general concept, I'm in full agreement. Um, the ability to basically not really worry about what you're doing and consequences while you're racing and just kind of uh, just react, honestly, and not ever worry about how it's going to be the next day or bills or any of that is, is a, that's a huge uh, 
and I don't know if that comes from being wise or smart or whatever, but um, I think, I, you know, there's something to be said for being a smart racer, but that doesn't always mean that you have to be really intelligent. So That's why JT hmm. was successful. Not a lot of brain power. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, yes. yeah. It was. Wow. Is. All right, fellas. Hey, Thanks, Nash. Enjoy the show. Thank- hey, why don't you why don't you mention Andrew DeLong when you say fly racing? As a GNCC proponent, I'm shocked that you don't do that. Andrew DeLong, where's fly racing? He'll be in the 2014 uh-huh. gear. Would hey. you like that one? You never get the chance. The Andrew DeLong <laughs> super fan. Weege will never let go of his GNCC roots. Never. Uh, Nash and some him. other he'll, women he'll, have been emailing me about DeLong for like five years. They won't stop. <laughs> They won't. They, they won't stop. It. All right. Thanks, Nash. They love it. All right. See you. See you. Uh, Adam, what's going on, man? You got a question about Blake Baggett? Yeah. I was wondering, you know, he's not really a super cross superstar, I guess you'd say. Does Mitch Payton look at him and, like, kind of say, let's just get through super cross and get to motocross and try and win then? I don't think so. I think, I mean, Baggett at one point a couple of years ago was leading the the West, uh, the East series. Um, what do you think, Weege? I mean, he, he wasn't good this year, but he's 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 a good supercross rider. I don't think the team is in the position to do that anymore. They've definitely, I think, there are certain guys who would do that in the past. But uh, man, they're they're desperate for a winner. It was a rough year for him. Uh, so no, I think they need to count on him to to win some races next year. They they don't have that luxury anymore. I think when you had guys like Rattray a couple of years ago, maybe you didn't worry about it. But they need any help they can get. For next year, I agree. Yeah. Uh, what do you What yeah. do you think Ethan Cirillo does in Supercross expectations? Ooh, good one. Yeah. JT, <laughs> anyone? Um, I I mean, top three, maybe win a race or two. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, anybody? Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling. Uh, speaking of AC, JT, Weech, uh, I don't know yep. if you read observations. You probably didn't. Neither one of you probably did. But uh, I added up the points. It's a damn thing. Unfortunately, I do have to read it. Otherwise, oh, yeah, you're I forced to. But I have no choice. Good, good point. Um, I added up the points since Adam Cincerillos came into the series. Uh, he's <laughs> he's up by four on Cooper Webb, which oh man has to you know drive a further wedge into that battle. But but for real, four points is four points, and Webb started strong, and um, you know Martin's come on lately. Jeremy Martin has come on lately, and then Adam, of course, with the, with the podium in one moto. Uh, Webb, Adam, Martin, JT, who's had the better season? Who's been, who's been better? Uh, I would say Jeremy Martin. Okay. With the podium yeah. and a couple podiums. Yep. I think, uh, I think there was some big question marks after, uh, last season. And then, uh, I think he's kind of solidified himself as, uh, just a guy that can, you know, going into next season is going to be a podium threat every week at the, the kind of, Kind of the rate he's progressed, and mm-hmm. um, I just think he's he's done a really good job for himself of uh, solidifying his presence in that class. Yeah, but JT, you you've been on the Adam bandwagon for a long time. Well, and and before this weekend, it wouldn't even have been a conversation. Yes. You know, that's that's really what I'm going off of is and Jeremy has led races and been out front numerous times this season. It feels like uh, qualifying up front, and Adams had one good weekend, so. Uh, if Adam comes out and is on the podium again this weekend, then maybe we we have something to talk about. But uh, Jeremy's Jeremy's had a strong year, I feel. Okay, what what do you think, Weege? I do think Jeremy's year has been better than the other two. So I would say for this year he's better. But as far as um, for the future, 
you have to remember he's actually really a year ahead of those guys and maybe even two whole years older. Um, so I think for the future, I would still stake it on either Central or Webb over him. But for this year, who was better? I don't think there's any doubt it was Martin. What do you think? I mean, I was talking to Adam's uh, dad, um, Alan, uh, on Saturday morning. He was showing me Adam's blood work and the white blood cells and the red blood cells and where they should be and, and where, we, where Adam was at and this and that. Um, the exact complete opposite of what Chad Reed's been doing. But, um, like, so he's still not healthy, they're saying. They're saying he's still not that good. What do you think? What happened? Why did he flip the switch? Even his second moto ride was fantastic. What 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 happened, Weech? Must have been feeling the flow. Okay, all right, yeah, I'll go with yeah, that. Yeah, like that. Yeah. No, it is strange, but I, I will say that um, he told me after Unadilla that he said endurance wise he felt a lot better, even with the small amount of time he had discovered he was anemic and needed more iron. Started taking some medicine. He said that Unadilla he felt like the endurance was better. Um, so I, I think maybe it's when you're that far dug your hole that deep and you figure out what the problem is, it might be possible to make those kind of gains in whatever. They had a week off for Unadilla, then Unadilla, then Utah. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Okay. All right. Um, he didn't have to get faster. He just needed to not get tired, which if you're sick and you have a medicine for it, maybe that's doable. He needed to get faster, I felt like. Um, you guys, JT, uh, are you looking forward to this last race as much as I am? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a long year. Right, uh, right. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I, I am. I'm looking forward to a real off season, which I've never really had. If, if, if I ever have, I've been hurt. So right. could never do anything basically on the couch. Uh, some, yeah, I'm, I am looking forward to it. We've, we end earlier this year than we ever have before. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I am. I mean, you know, monster cup and all that'll be fun, but, um, it'll be cool to kind of recharge your batteries and, and, uh, take some time off. Weege, what about you? Long summer of uh, announcing, yelling into the mic, this is Unadilla and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and get, 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 get it on. <laughs> right, right. Throw that in there. Yeah. Um, Lurch had to be told he had to go outside of the announcer's booth last week to yell it. They were afraid of what might happen inside the building if he just yelled it inside a classroom. Well, I thought was funny, um, though. What I thought was funny, though, about that was, like, if I'm – if I'm, if someone says to me, "Hey, uh, you can't yell that because we're right next door to the TV," and it, I just go, "Okay," but no, it's his signature, it's his move. So he he went outside to do it. Like if it's me, I just go, "Okay, I can't do it," you know. But, oh no, you're not going to stop the get it ons. You're just going to move it. You know, lurch as announcers go is not that annoying because most of them are incredibly annoying. Um, but you cannot ask an announcer to pull a signature line. Uh, it's just impossible. They, they have very little to hang on to. Do not take that away from them. Okay. All right. Um, I'm, I'm just try – to, try to tell Irv Braun he's got to tar- – do you think they will well, – do you think Irv Braun will do anything to change what he does at all? Even one tell, tell Irv he's got to cut out all the mistakes and see how that goes. <laughs> right. It will not be even a uh, fraction of a percent of improvement. We're four months away from Irv. I can hardly wait. <laughs> As you tweeted at the beginning of the year, good to see Irv spent the offseason making sure he didn't get any better. Yes, exactly. <laughs> did not try to work on improvements at all. He's rolling He's rolling that same gig out again. Um, but, Weege, uh, it's been a good summer for you, uh, you and stuff and Jeff Emig. Um, I think you got Carmichael in the booth this weekend. Um, 
you you uh, you had a good year. You're looking forward to the end, though. You have to realize that these next two weekends are actually weekends off for the series, not just end of the year. Like we sacrifice two off weekends during the season to have these next two weekends off. So everyone in the industry, you have to enjoy it like you would a weekend off during the year. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm sure that'll work. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, are you doing the? Uh, are you hosting the MX Sports Banquet on Sunday night? There was a press release in, that said in it that I am, and that's all I know so far. No meeting, <laughs> no announcement. I well, know what I'm supposed to wear. I literally have to pack about right now, and I don't even know what I'm supposed to wear. Roll those jokes up from the Supercross banquet. Roll them back like Irv. Just bring them back. I was told uh, the teams and riders and their families do not like to be made fun of. So last year I said I'm not doing any jokes. And then Tyler Rattray's mom, all the way from Africa, she came all the way from Africa for this, and she thanked me over and over and over again for not making jokes. Ladies and gentlemen, that's your audience, the Rodder's mom. Yeah, that's sad. That's too bad. I mean, because the eleven ten and Velocity 3 stuff, that just writes itself, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's just not going to work when the audience is either wives, moms, or girlfriends. Yeah, they don't good, really. Good point. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, thank you. We didn't do a Unadilla review, but I feel like you both delivered it uh, here today uh, and on this noon hour. Thanks. Yes. Thanks, no gen- Thanks, gentlemen. See you guys. See you. All right. All right, see you. Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas here on the uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. We really appreciate it. Presented by 810 Solutions. Uh, we got one more of these. Before we're all done, uh, we're going to wrap it up, wrap up the season next week, next Thursday, noon Pacific, um, talking about Lake Elsinore and, and the, uh, the season that was. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We may do this in Supercross. We may not. But uh, without Fly Racing and without 810 Solutions, this kind of stuff's not going to happen. So support them. And uh, thanks for your calls. We gave out some evolution gear. We gave out a gift certificate. Gift certificate. That's what we do, folks. We're givers. Thanks again. See you next week.